Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about diabetic retinopathy. And if you want to follow along with written notes on this topic, you can follow along at zerodefinals.com slash diabetic retinopathy or in the ophthalmology section of the Zero to Finals medicine book. So let's jump straight in. Diabetic retinopathy is a condition where the blood vessels in the retina are damaged by prolonged exposure to high blood sugar levels which is called hyperglycemia. This damage to the blood vessels causes a progressive deterioration in the health of the retina and is caused by diabetes. Let's talk about the pathophysiology of diabetic retinopathy. Hyperglycemia or high blood sugar levels leads to damage to the retinal small vessels and the endothelial cells. This damage to the small vessels in the retina leads to more permeability of the vessels. So things leak out of that blood vessels. This causes blot hemorrhages, which are small hemorrhages in the retina, and also the formation of hard exudates. And hard exudates are yellow-white deposits of lipids in the retina. Damage to the blood vessel walls leads to microaneurysms, so small pouches forming in the blood vessels, and also something called venous beading. Venous beading is where the walls of the veins are no longer straight and parallel and instead they look more like a string of beads or a string of sausages. There's also damage to nerve fibres in the retina which causes fluffy white patches to form on the retina which are called cotton wool spots. And these cotton wool spots are quite typical of diabetic retinopathy and again it's because of damage to the nerve fibres. Something called intraretinal microvascular abnormalities, or IMRA, is where there is dilated and tortuous capillaries in the retina. And these can act as a shunt between the arterial and the venous vessels in the retina. So blood can flow into the retinal arteries and then straight through these microvascular abnormalities into the veins and straight out in a shunt which prevents blood from properly circulating through the retina and reaching all of the areas of the retina. Neovascularization is when growth factors are released in the retina that cause the development of new blood vessels. So we need to talk about the classification of diabetic retinopathy. Diabetic retinopathy can be split into two broad categories, and that's non-proliferative and proliferative, depending on whether new blood vessels have developed. So if there's neovascularization, it becomes proliferative diabetic retinopathy. Non-proliferative diabetic retinopathy is often called background or pre-proliferative retinopathy as it develops into proliferative retinopathy over time. A condition called diabetic maculopathy also exists which is separate from non-proliferative or proliferative diabetic retinopathy. So diabetic maculopathy is a separate category altogether. The conditions are classified based on the findings of fundus examination. First, let's talk about non-proliferative diabetic retinopathy. And mild is where there's only microaneurysms present. So remember, this is where there's weakness in the walls of the arteries leading to small bulges in the retinal vessel walls. Moderate, non-proliferative diabetic retinopathy is where there's microaneurysms, blot hemorrhages, hard exudates, cotton wool spots and venous beading. 
And then severe non-proliferative diabetic retinopathy is where there's blot hemorrhages plus microaneurysms in four quadrants of the eye, venous beading in two quadrants, or intraretinal microvascular abnormalities, or IMRA, in any quadrant. And remember, this is where there's shunts in the vessels. Next, let's talk about proliferative diabetic retinopathy. And this is where there's neovascularization, so new vessels forming, and also if the patient suffers with vitreous hemorrhage, where there's hemorrhage into the vitreous area of the eye. And finally, let's talk about diabetic maculopathy. And this is where there's macular oedema and ischemic maculopathy, so not enough blood flowing to the macula causing ischemia. So what are the complications of diabetic retinopathy? This can be retinal detachment, where the retina comes away, vitreous hemorrhage, which is bleeding into the vitreous humor, something called rebiosis iridis, which is new blood vessels forming on the iris itself, optic neuropathy, and cataracts. So how do we manage diabetic retinopathy? Well, firstly, it's essential to get really good control of the diabetes, because the better the control of the diabetes, the less the risk of the progression of the diabetic retinopathy. It can also be treated with laser photocoagulation, anti-VEGF medications such as ranibizumab and bevacizumab, and vitreoretinal surgery, which is keyhole surgery on the eye, which may be required in severe disease. So thanks for listening to this episode on diabetic retinopathy. A big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing this podcast. All the notes are available in the Zero to Finals Medicine book, which is available on Amazon. You can also find the Pediatrics book on Amazon, which contains similar notes, but for pediatrics. And if you want all the notes, as well as videos, illustrations, and questions completely free, you can find it on the Zero to Finals website at zerotofinals.com. And I hope you join me for the next episode, which will be on hypertensive retinopathy.